Good morning and welcome to episode 7 of Morning Marketing Memos. I hope everyone's doing alright, whether you listen to this first thing in the morning, last thing at night, or any time in between the two. So if you've not listened to this before, my name is James Green, I run a social media advertising agency called Evergreen Growth and Marketing, and this is where I verbally and physically ramble on first thing in the morning about whatever comes into my head that's loosely based on marketing, advertising, social media, consumer behaviour or anything like that and uh, share it with whoever cares to listen to this nasally weirdo. But anyway, um, so today I think what I'm going to talk about is why your marketing campaigns aren't profitable and this is a common issue or problem for people particularly if they're not selling high value products so e-commerce b2c brick and mortar like your marketing campaigns from a first glance even if they're technically and creatively executed very well they might not actually lead to much profitability at first sight. And the key thing here to focus on is improving your customer lifetime value. That is a big win and it's a term people use all the time but don't really understand about how to affect. Okay, there's one way of affecting your customer lifetime value and that is improve the frequency of people's purchasing. So the a great example of this is toothpaste companies uh, basically on their adverts they put huge massive dollops on toothbrush and on toothbrushes and people assume that they need also need that amount and so if they use more of the product they need to buy it again more frequently but there's other things like this you can have it into terms of running shoes that need to be renewed after every six months you are increasing the frequency of people's purchases with you and over a long period of time that increases the customer lifetime value so the amount that customer spends with you over the course of their life sometimes particularly for fresh and newer businesses or perhaps things where it's difficult to monitor trends you might want to think of this in terms of a yearly basis just because sometimes it's easier to compute mathematically in your own head okay so you can increase the frequency the other way that you can do it is what and it's almost the thing that most businesses are missing is looking at how to incentivize referrals and sharing of your product service or business and people do know about referrals and some people it's their only method of getting new customers is that word of mouth referrals but what I'm talking about is creating mechanisms referral mechanisms that incentivize both your current customer and those future customers to get involved and buy your product or buy your service and the easiest way to think of this is when you sign up for uber there's a bunch of notifications emails in-app pop-ups things like that that incentivize you to share your unique code with your friends because you both get five quid really simple really great and there's a bunch of other tangible examples and there's even tools online that you can facilitate this for you so you don't have to manually go through and give people like manual discount codes or check through any orders and things like that if you're a big uh, service business or b2b so i'm talking like if you're a removals company 
anyone that you've served you could offer them if you give me any referrals i'll give you 50 pound amazon vouchers and i'll give the other person that you refer 50 pound amazon vouchers or 50 pound off their quote or ikea vouchers because everyone who moves or is few think about moving probably needs ikea vouchers so that if you're a removals business or anything similar if you're encouraging referrals an ikea voucher would be a very controllable and desirable way to incentivize referrals and then you're increasing your customer lifetime value. If you are paying, let's say arbitrary, you're paying in your marketing to acquire customers 50 pound. It costs you 50 pound for every customer you get in. Maybe more, maybe less. But say it's 50 pound and that customer brings in on average two to three other customers, it's increasing their customer lifetime value by two to three times, okay? and then that customer or to one of the other customers they refer brings someone in okay I hope I'm explaining this well but it's just about building this what people call flywheel effect and huge knock-on benefits by creating referral mechanisms that expand your network and reach dramatically and can also be very quickly but you can't it's not enough to just go oh if uh, you know anyone that wants this would you please recommend because people aren't asked about that it's nothing in it for them and it doesn't like incentivize and create the demand and urgency to do it so what's another good example of this is uh, barbers you could offer hair products easy if, if you bring a guest in for your next cut we recommend your next cart or you share your link because a lot of them are now on booking platforms you can create unique links and referral codes on that they get a free dollop of hair wax not dollop like tin of hair wax especially if you create your own products or sea salt spray or whatever do that um maybe that wasn't a profitable one but what about if you are i'm looking around here there is a tennis court and walk past a tennis court in near Wandsworth Common. If you are a tennis coach, if, oh yeah, if you're a tennis coach and you go to your current client base, say, do you know anyone who wants to get into tennis? I will give the new person and the referrer a free session and a pack of new tennis balls or vouchers for whatever store or brand normally tennis coaches are associated to a certain brand and loyal to them they might even have some affiliate kickback in there and some sort of free incentive that you can go straight cash like Amazon vouchers does work but some people always think it's nice to relate it back to their product in some way shape or form okay so we've got increase your frequency and create referral mechanisms but this third one is probably the biggest game changer in terms of what people are missing because I think those two other ones they they can seem like, if you're not focusing on them, that probably doesn't seem that much of a new concept or idea to people. But this third one is by creating a value ladder. Okay, a value ladder is simply picture a ladder or a staircase where your core product is probably midway through in terms of value that you're giving to the customer and the price you are charging. Okay, a good way to increase your leads or customers and educate and nurture people, like we've spoken about this on this podcast before, or any other content, or if you know me personally, what I've spoken about, is creating a marketing funnel. So you're creating a series of steps or rungs on the ladder where you might give away quite a bit for free. And increasingly, as the cost goes up, so does the value you're offering. And so there's baby steps towards what your core product is. And they might be very related, they might be 
watered down or light versions of that product or they might be free material or beginner's guides things like that and then what people miss out is what happens after your cool product as you can then increase the value that you're giving to people and increase the price you're charging because if you've got someone to buy and get to that core product so let's say it is oh god i need an example here right so if it's a tennis coach let's keep going with tennis coach because it's difficult to think of other examples when i'm watching a tennis coach um if your core product is weekly group sessions okay which you charge 10 pounds per person to to attend these weekly group classes the obvious natural upsell is you offer private lessons okay the obvious natural upsell after that or maybe not so obvious i suppose is that you increase the volume of training sessions and have like a tailored package for a longer period you might also charge them for personalized nutrition plans and training plans outside the court. So you're basically creating a larger product that's perfect and you might throw in, say if you're charging a thousand pound a month for someone who wants to be basically a tennis professional, you might also throw in um, resistance bands, you might also throw in tennis rackets and you're increasing that value to the end customer maybe tennis coaches wasn't the best idea but um so for instance with a marketing agency what i do is our core product would be monthly retainers okay but we could upsell people high monthly retainers we could upsell them um competitor analysis private coaching one-to-one -one tutorials and then also what uh, some other b2b companies do is masterminds so you gather together your top customers to think with like-minded people and you might have noticed some of these in terms of like crossfit gyms or yoga studios their big upsell will be a yearly retreat to somewhere lovely like bali where they charge a lot more and take a lot of profit off the top for people to go and experience what they normally do in their core CrossFit or yoga sessions in a much nicer environment. They'll cater for all the dietary needs in terms of meal plans. They'll take care of the hotel. You'll have X amount of sessions a day and it's a intensive retreat. And that is increasing the value ladder for a normal yoga studio or CrossFit studio. And that's a much better example, isn't it? I fucking should have thought of, this, this is what you get when I don't plan what I'm going to talk about before starting to talk about it is shoddy examples. Um, but, okay, so if we go for a value ladder of a CrossFit or yoga studio, your first one's going to be free content that you put out on Instagram. The second one might be a free beginner's guide to certain movements or poses where people sign up with an email address and you send them a PDF or free video series. The next step on that value ladder could be an online training plan okay so you pre-record certain videos with accompanying materials and people buy that for 50 60 pounds and that's a four-week beginner's guide to learning mm, crossfit yoga basic poses the next step on that could be a personalized online class like one-to-one -one pt session the next step might be a monthly membership to a physical location or gym the step up from that could be uh, personal training in the studio or a more um, what do they call it like um, a higher grade of membership because some of them you're allowed access to the gym between these hours and X amount of classes a week 
you are allowed further access and more classes. Then you might have different seminars, like one day training events in terms of specific movements or from a well-known expert. Then at the top end is you've got your retreat. And then after that, so even after people have been to multiple retreats, you could upsell them a course or a guide or become a coach in terms of how to build a CrossFit or yoga studio and how to build a CrossFit or yoga studio business. Okay, so that's in creating a value ladder which increases the customer lifetime value. So what could your value ladder be? What are the products or freebies or lower value things that you could sell and give away to people to convince them to buy your core product and get those baby steps up there? But then what are the steps afterwards to your loyal customers who buy your core product that you could offer them? If they love you and loyal to you and they love what you do, you need to enable them and give them opportunities to deal with you more. Restaurants, it can be private events, it could be private cooking lessons, it could be at-home ingredient sets, it could be learn with us is all these things like and then the lower end for restaurants you've got cookery books recipe books you've got um taster trial menus and offers and things like that there's for any business if you sit down and try and come up with 30 ideas you will come up with at least four or five good ideas and i think that's not what i was going to say originally but it's another good practice to do is if you're struggling with ideas for marketing business or advertising campaigns or just thinking how what to do next and getting in customers and things like that try and come up with 30 to 40 ideas don't limit yourself by thinking these have to be good ideas just get a pen and paper or open a google doc and smash through it okay set a timer and go right i want to do 30 ideas in five minutes if you try and come up with 30 ideas four or five of these ideas might be usable passable and you can develop and work on them and some of the weirder ones that you throw out will maybe spawn off into other ones that are better but okay i've chatted for probably longer than i normally would on these ones so thank you very much if this has been of any use to you i'd love to hear from you and if you want to share what your 30 shit ideas are please let me know it's at evergreen underscore growth on instagram and if you want to email me james at evergreen dash growth.com um really appreciate any love or feedback for this and speak to you again soon hope you have a lovely day bye